You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. We're in the final stages of spring training, which is good news for anyone who uh, actually wants to see a regular season game. I'm Allison Sweater from MLB.com, here to talk about the Red Sox with Ian Brown, my good friend, and our long-tenured beat writer for RedSox.com. Uh, Ian, let's talk about Pablo Sandoval. So news coming out that he's going to be out a few days. Uh, what happened that caused that, and how long do you think he'll be out? Yeah, Pablo made it. actually a great play the other day in Jupiter, uh, diving play on a uh, on a backhand and, and tweaked his back. So it's going to be at least a couple days, and it just creates an interesting storyline because as it was, Travis Shaw had already been sort of gaining ground on Sandoval, you know, to be the starting third baseman. There's a real uh, full-fledged competition going on here, and now you have a week left in camp, and, and Sandoval's hurt. So now Shaw... Who has just had a great camp. He's having something like 450. You know, now he has a chance to, uh, you know, gain even more ground on Sandoval, perhaps uh, steal that job, which nobody could have guessed when spring training started. Wow. So I didn't realize that there was going to be some competition over there. And as far as like spring the regular season on time, I guess we're a little far away from knowing what's going to, how this is all going to unfold. Yeah. I mean, you know, it sounds like, you know, we asked Farrell, is this a DL situation for Sandoval? And he said, at this time, no. But, uh, you know, I think Pablo still has some more uh, things to prove to them. And, you know, the Red Sox made it, have made it clear this spring, you know, under Dave Dombrowski that, uh, you know, they're not going to base starting jobs based on who has a bigger contract. They're going to be based on who they think uh, can play the best. And Travis Shaw really played well for them um, last year at first base, and he's played a lot of thirds this year. So um, this is by far, I guess, the biggest storyline in, in spring training for the Red Sox with about a week, uh, week last year. Yeah, totally. Okay, so let's move on to Carson Smith. So uh, he is likely to start the season on a disabled list after having a strain, strain in his forearm. So um, how how does that affect kind of the back end of the bullpen, and how worrisome is this? It's a little worrisome just because, I mean, the Red Sox, I think, are trying to build their whole bullpen around uh, the Kansas City Royals model of having, you know, three or four dominant guys back there. And, you know, you still have Craig Kimbrell, who's kind of, lived up to expectations. You know, you have Koji, who's going to be 41 on opening day, so you hope that he's going to have another good year. Janichi Tozawa, really kind of underrated setup man. And then you have Carson Smith, who is going to be a real weapon, um, right-on-right, sidewinding type guy, and now you lose that element. So at least I think, you know, I would guess he's going to be out at least about a month to start the season with, with this injury. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a significant loss, and you just hope that somebody else in the bullpen can step up, uh, maybe Matt Barnes or uh, – no way Ramirez has a similar uh, side-winding side uh, delivery as, as uh, Carson Smith. So going into spring training, of course, the expectations were very high. Um, I don't think that's changed at all. And we know that the season that the Red Sox had last year, uh, but a lot of people are picking them to you know, go far into October this year, as a matter of fact. So just, as, just observing this team on an everyday basis and seeing how things have progressed and watching the rotation kind of get you know, ready for the season, how do you feel like they – how do you feel they are right now heading into the season? Do you think they feel pretty good about how things have gone? Yeah, Allison. I mean, for the, for the most part, anytime you have David Price at the top of your rotation, you're going to feel a lot better than you did last year. When you have Craig Kimbrell kind of fronting your bullpen, you're going to feel a lot better. But, look, this team has questions that need to be answered before you can see if they're going to be that real playoff team. And is there going to be that depth in the rotation you need um, after David Price? You know, is Clay Buckholz going to be able to stay healthy? Will Rick Porcello – bounce back from the year he had last year. Can Joe Kelly finally, um, you know, do it over a full season? Well, last year he 
was so bad in the first uh, couple weeks of the season, he wound up back in the minor leagues, and then he had a great finish to the year because I need more consistency for him. I mean, the biggest injury in camp really was um, Eduardo Rodriguez because uh, this guy won 10 games as a rookie last year. Um, really, I think a lot of people thought that maybe he could emerge into their number two starter. Um, so they're really going to have to uh, pick up that void that, that he's left. You know, he's probably, I would say he'll be back sometime around May 1st. And you just hope that uh, the bigger story is that when he does come back, you know, how is he going to pitch? Is he going to be completely healthy and kind of give you that year that he, he thought he was going to give you? So I'd say the, the rotation after Price is probably the, the biggest concern about the team right now. Okay, so I want to end this on uh, just touching on the send-off for David Ortiz. There's already one planned for spring training. Uh, (laughs) It's a very lovely gesture and very nice. Um, So are you prepared for – I find this whole thing fascinating because when Derek Jeter retired, I um, found myself – his first series was in Houston where he has no history at all uh, other than playing like maybe two interleague series his entire career there. Um, And they had this like big – for him, and they gave him some cowboy boots that had pinstripes and, I don't know, some <laughs> golf subscription. I, it, it was a little over the top, and I thought yeah. you know, it would have been much nicer if maybe everyone could just make a donation to his foundation um, and call it a day and do something good. So uh, my question is, do you, do you think do you have any feel for like what's going to happen as, as Ortiz goes through uh, the league and has his farewell tour? And are you prepared for what's coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not really not prepared because you know I don't. I mean, I will be prepared once it happens, but I don't really know quite what to expect because you know Ortiz, you know, beloved figure in Boston, obviously on the national scope because of all he's done in October. But um, I don't know if he's quite at that Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera. Um, level of, you know, huge national around the league farewell tours. I think that maybe, you know, all the AL East teams should uh, recognize David, but, you know, I don't know when we go to Cleveland for opening day, I don't know if, uh, you know, if they have to do something. I think it should really be a case-by-case basis. And David's been clear in saying he doesn't really um, want or need a farewell tour. He said that he really, the reason he announced his retirement uh, early, like he did, was because he wanted the fans of Boston to just be able to fully sort of appreciate his last season and know that it was going to be the last chance that they're going to get to see him play. But uh, yeah, it is going to be interesting to see, you know, what what different teams do, and I guess we'll find out right with that first series because you know Cleveland, they they go to Cleveland it's the only time they go there all year. Yeah, it just feels like I don't know. Like you said, I mean, the teams that he's that he's played against a lot is it's understandable, but it almost seems like teams are now trying to outdo each other with like how over the top they can get with their gifts. And I, I don't know, guys who make a hundred million dollars in their career, I don't know that they make gifts on top of that. But who am I to judge? So, Ian, Ian, thank you so much. Uh, good luck the rest of the spring. All right, you too. Thanks, Arlton. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.